there are over a billion with a B, a billion dollars worth of grant funding available to colleges through a program called TRIO. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we find dope people that did really, really dope stuff. We are out here in Clearwater Beach. We just, uh, I saw Odell. I was like, yo, you got to get on the podcast, bro. So we set it everything up, and here we are. <laughs> That's here the story we, we tell. That's, That's cool. We hey, I'll go with it. Man, how you feeling? Man, I'm, I'm living the dream, man. Good, good, good. Man, so um, I guess before we get started, because you are a college speaker, not high school, elementary school. Elementary school speaking is tough. <laughs> I know, you ever I spoke got, there? I got kids in elementary school. <laughs> Have you ever, like, spoke in front of an elementary class? No. It's an art to it. So I, I've been blessed to be able to, like, do it, but it's so, um, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging. I went to a, a school with, it was like, like an after school program with one of my friends and I did it because I, first off, I'm a good speaker. Maybe not as good as you, right? <laughs> but he was like, yo, how did you do that? He was like, how do you keep their attention? How do you, and I was like, I don't, I just remember when I was a kid, I suppose. But you, you don't even do like adult conferences like that. Um, not usually. Now I have before, and usually when I do adult conferences, they're spinoffs from college yeah. talks. Gotcha. Why did you choose the college lane, though? I chose the college lane initially because when I graduated from college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, my public speaking professor, Dr. Pine, came up to me, and he was like, you know, he asked a question that. Everybody ask a college graduate, so what are you going to do next? Like, right. What's your job? I said, I have no idea. And he said to me, you should be a professional speaker. And I was like, what's that? Right. Like, what is that? And he told me about Toastmasters and, and all these different things. But he said, all you need is a message and you need somebody to deliver that message too. Mm-hmm. And you can get paid. I was like, you don't have to be famous? He was like, no. He said, most speakers are not famous. Like, you'll never hear about them. Yeah. And so then, naturally, I'm 22. I'm like, well, who would even listen to me? <laughs> like, nobody would listen, <laughs> listen to me. Who listens to a 22-year-old? And college students. Right. Because I had done something that they want to do. I graduated that's from college. So fast. <laughs> so that, that's where I started. And then uh, my wife, um, she invited me. To, once I had that epiphany, she invited me to hear a speaker. And I was like, oh, that's all they do? You never heard of public speaker before? I didn't know they got paid. I thought you had to be famous. I thought you had to, you know, survive a terrible tragedy yeah. or be rich already. And I was none of those things. Right. Like, I'm not even, I don't even have, you know, like, you go to church, you have somebody tell their testimony, like, oh, I came from this and I was this. I was broke, busted, and disgusted, yeah, couldn't yeah, be trusted, yeah, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. I Like, I've lived a pretty charmed life. Like, we weren't rich growing up, but everybody was educated. Everybody, like, always had just enough. 
So I didn't even have the, oh, I'm from the hood. I'm from the streets. I'm from the mud. So you don't have a story. You don't really know speakers. But but you were taking a, a public speaking prof- class? Yeah, I majored in communication. Oh, so that yeah. was just a part of... That was just a so part of it. So it wasn't teaching you how to have a career. It's just how to maybe present in front of a right. corporate audience or whatever. Because I wanted to be... I wanted to be like Stuart Scott. I wanted to be Who's like that? Jay Harris on ESPN. Who's that? <laughs> a ESPN broadcaster. I wanted to... Oh, gosh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I wanted to do. So that's what I went to school for. Mm. So you 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 landed on... College speak. Did you already, did you niche down to college like in the very beginning? Yeah. 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 From the very beginning. Offer it. Yeah. Cause it, it was now just like, okay, who's going to pay me? Well, I can go speak to college students. Okay. Now, how do I do it? And then I started going down that rabbit hole trying to figure out like, well, how are they going to find out about me and how much are they going to pay me and all those different things. And everywhere I turned, it was like, oh, that, there's, there's people out here. My pops told me. When I told him, he was like, you should Google black speakers. Like, yeah, that aren't famous, that aren't Les Brown, because yeah. Les Brown's famous. Les Brown's the only one. <laughs> right. You actually look like Les Brown a little bit. <laughs> anybody ever told you? Yeah, you can be a son a little. Do you anybody ever told you that? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, hear, that. I hear that. Bro. And, you're a speaker, and you roll your sleeves up like Les Brown. Yo, you, <laughs> you got Les Brown sweat. Did you listen to Les Brown growing up? Uh-uh. No? I didn't. I listened to Jim Rohn growing up. Jim was the man. Yeah, bro. I listened to Jim Rohn. And he's not, I don't even think you would consider Jim Rohn your, like, the motivational speaker, right? My man get a, a whiteboard and go crazy with the principles that are just so easy to understand. Yeah. So sure. how'd you start rolling your sleeves up? I'm just playing. I was, yeah. <laughs> was, was going to say, because I'm a sweater. Right. <laughs> so I get out easy. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a little cool, but keep it professional. Right, right. So, but yeah, I, I, I really thought as a motivational speaker that you had to have a story, right? And that's not true? No, not 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 at all. Um, in fact, my like my speaking OG, that's what I call him. Shout out to, to Stan Pearson. He was like the first guy I met, like in person, a mm. uh, black speaker that I met that was killing it when I came in. And he he and I were kind of the same way. Like, we didn't have a story. I wasn't from the hood. You know, I didn't sell dope. I didn't get locked yeah. up. I didn't have anything. I was, I was a kid, and I wanted to be something. I wanted to be great. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. And, uh, you know, my parents weren't together. Uh, they were married first. They broke up and all that stuff. Yeah. But I didn't have, like, that, that type of story. So I thought I needed that story mm-hmm. in actuality. You just need to have a message and you need to have a market to present it to. So just a message and a market. But we got to miss, I mean, you still have to have the ability to present well. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, and actually, walk me through that because I got a story. Yeah, so I am, so you should be good. Right? Like, yeah. you definitely should be really, really good. Like, that. that is, and everybody that I teach, everybody I coach, you should be amazing. However, if you're really good at presenting the outcome that the audience will get to the decision makers, you can get hired. And you can get better as you go. Because if, if I were to ask you, like, are you as good a podcaster now as you were when you first started? No. Like, no, you get better as you go along. 
it's the same thing with speaking. And speaking is subjective. Just the fact that you want to, you have the desire to get up in front of people and that you can, you know, not trip over your words and not stutter. Hey, that's something that most people can't do. Mm. So just your willingness and desire to get up in front of people is enough for most people. Specifically with college students, they don't want the Jim Rohn type of lecturer. Yeah. They don't want that because they hear that all day. So if you're a little... Well, they hear it all day, what, in classrooms? In classrooms, they've heard it, you know... That's crazy trouble that with college your students don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it. They you know, I was so locked in. Is it, is it his tone or what he's saying? Are you saying college students or the style? Yeah, it's the style. It's mm-hmm. the style. So you go into a, a classroom, you go into... You get in trouble at home or whatever. You're, you're sitting there and somebody is, is just pounding data into you. Yeah. Oh, you should know this, or you should do this, you should know this, or you should do this, you should know this, and you should do this. They don't want that. So even if you're not articulate to a point where you know all the, the words to use and all that stuff, if you're willing to go up there and engage with them and say, hey, hey, Dave, that's a nice hat. Yeah. Oh, man. Now let me go to my next point. That's enough a lot of times. So a lot of people get caught up. They procrastinate on getting paid because they think their performance is lackluster. And that's not true. You just have to focus on getting better as you go. And the trick is you can get better as you go and still get paid. Mm. All right. So, man, there's a... Uh, I forgot. And let me not even say... I'm glad I, I don't remember the, the organization's name, right? Where they would ask me to come in and speak to the youth. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. This was years ago, right? And there's always a guy on the main stage that's speaking to the whole audience. And I found out that that guy gets paid. Everybody else that's doing like the breakout rooms are volunteers. And I'm a volunteer, right? I I love the kids. I'm important to the kids. So for probably three years, no, I'll do it. And I think I did it another year. And then I'm realizing, yo, the guy on stage, he's not all that dope. (laughs) Right. And I don't know if I'm being a hater, you know what I mean? Or I'm biased because I'm coming from listening to somebody like E.T. or Inky Johnson or somebody like that. This guy was corny. And it was another corny, equally corny person the next year, right? So then I realized that that person, that person gets paid. We're all volunteers, breakout rooms, that person gets paid. That person has to do one speech. We're in a, like a room and kids, like a group comes in and then they leave. Then they come in, we speak, they leave. Like that. So I asked the lady, yo, what I got to do to get that spot? Because I know I'm better. (laughs) I know I'm way better. The kids are going to love me. The staff who runs it every year says, yo, you are way better. But I never get the gig. And every year, it's somebody equally as corny as the first person. Let me tell you why. Please. This is this is something that, and when I teach people, they don't get it. Especially if they're a tactitianer and you know they're they're taught to to speak, you know, a certain way and to get audience engagement, all that stuff. It's just because they don't know you as the guy that gets paid to speak. That's it. They don't know you as the guy that gets paid to speak. That's mm. why you don't get paid. And a lot of people they're they're not positioned well. They're positioned. I just want to help. I just want to, uh, uh, nobody ever spoken to me. I want to speak into other people. Great. 
Well, you'll be our volunteer. Ah! That's great. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, the, the the expert or the, the person that they knew from college or in their fraternity and their sorority or something that does speaking as a part-time gig that they know is getting paid or that wants to be paid, they're going to put them on. That that's how it works, mm. and that's why, like when I when I tell people that want to get paid to speak, like this is this is probably the best advice I can give, and it's funny because it's connected to you know what you do with your podcast channels and everything, and I want everybody that's that's listening, that's watching, to pay close attention to this. If you want to get paid to speak, you don't know where to start. Like I man, I don't know where to start. All right, you pick an industry. Like, I'm college, so we're just gonna use that as an example. I'm gonna get into colleges. Identify who. Pay speakers, mm -hmm. the job title, their, their job function, all that stuff. Identify who that is. Then you don't ask them if you can speak. You start a podcast. You start a book. You start a YouTube channel. You start something that's connected to helping them do their job better. Then you ask well, well, them. Well, you start something that's connected to, to helping, helping them, them do, do their, their job better. Because we know this, and you've heard this, and people on your podcast have said this. We're all tuned into one radio station, WIIFM. What's in it for me? We, that's all we care about. So you coming to me saying, hey, will you, will, you, will you hire me to speak? Will you hire me to speak? You're just giving me something else to do. But if you're coming to me saying, oh, I know your, your job overwhelms you. I'm starting a podcast about how to decrease overwhelm in your industry. Would you like to be interviewed? Mm. That ask is different than the 511 other speakers that's going to... Right. So then you get on an interview. You interview them for your book. You get to know them. You get to like them. They get to know you, like you, and then they get to trust you. And then when they have an opportunity, because you, you put them on, right? Yeah. You're on my platform. You're on my podcast. You're on my YouTube channel. They don't get interview requests all the time. So they know you like you. That's what I did to, to catapult my business to close to $200,000. I was struggling for a long time because I was just asking, oh, I'm a good speaker. I'm a good speaker. Hire me. Hire me. It wasn't until I started interviewing the people that hired me first to say, hey, like, how can I help you do your job better? It wasn't until that that people just started. I can't do the speaking engagements that I have now. I just can't. Because mm. so many people know me in the space. They're like, well, first of all, they know they can't afford me. And then they're like, gosh, he's, he's just doing so much. He's, he's such a resource. And a lot of times we become the resource. That'll lead to more revenue and more relationships. How much do you charge to speak, speak as of now? As like, of now. As, as of, of today. Right now, the retail today. price is $5,500 for a 45-minute talk. $5,500 for a 45-minute talk. Yep. Okay. And is that is my yo first? Okay, so what do you think about people charge forty and fifty? I mean, forty fifty thousand. Yeah, because like there are some people. I'm not even, bro. I be putting in bids, and I don't do it often. But when people ask to, for me to speak, it's fifteen. Right. Easy. Why don't you charge more? Well, because of the lane that I'm in right now, colleges. I know that I can do volume. Mm -hmm but I can do volume in a certain amount of time. So your game is volume? Yes. Volume in terms of speaking gigs for branding or volume in terms of money? Because I think if we charge more, the people who want you will pay it. Right. And you'll, have, you'll be like even more in demand. 
Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a process of growth, right? Mm. So when I first started, <laughs> hey, pay me five hundred dollars, like I come oh, through, 100%. right? Then when I went full time, it's like, man, I got to make at least three because if I can, that was at the time is what me and my family needed. We needed three thousand a month to live on, mm. so I need at least three. Right. And then as you go up in the college space, usually, normally, not all the time, usually, normally, if you hit about five thousand. You're like right below celebrity money, like right below for really? one off. Usually, it, and again, sometimes it's different. Depend. Like I've been paid more, but retail sticker price. I, I've been paid four thousand dollars for a fifteen minute talk at a college. Mm. So like there, there are different levels to it, or different ways to it. But getting to the place where I want that social proof, yeah. right? I want. To for everybody that's following me to see, dang, Odell been here, Odell been there, Odell been there. Because here's something else that I realized along the way. I like to tell everybody when they start, professional speaking should be advertising for your business or your vision or your mission. That's what it should be. Say it one more time. So professional speaking should be paid advertising for your business, your vision, or your mission. Okay. And so... I know, like now, you know, being in, in masterminds and growing and all that stuff is like, okay, I have something else to offer. But it took me a while to figure out what that was. Yeah. So on the way to it, it's like as you grow in the process, your your fee grows. So it's yeah. like, okay, yeah, three thousand. I know I can get booked fifty times a year at yeah. a college, right? Oh, I know I can get this much or that much. And then you know, you also have to factor in your family life, your lifestyle, all that different things. You know, I don't want to get booked that much. And so to your point about raising your the 15000 to, you know, David Shands, not dropping the bucket, yeah. maybe possibly you know, 40000 you know, you got the, you mentioned Inky, you mentioned ET. Yeah. They're getting paid all of that. They've grown their brands and who they're marketing to. Yeah. They're not speaking to Mount Olive um, Community College, right. you know, for 30 people, Right. They're not, that's not where they are in the mm. process. And most people, when they start, they want to be like Jordan in their industry yeah. right away. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll talk to speakers like, I want to make $250,000. Like, how much are you making now? I'm making $15,000. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, poo-poo on anybody's dreams. Right. But, I mean, let's, let's just be real about it. Yeah. Like, enough people don't even know who you are yet. Mm-hmm. And so they have to get to know you, like you, and trust you. Then when you get to that ask, it's like, oh, it's it's $10,000. They're not going to give it to you just because you have the money. They're going to give it to you because they track that social proof. They've talked to their friends and their friends and That's all those fact. people. Then they're like, oh, okay. Just like, oh, David Shannon's 15. Why would I pay that? They Google you. Oh. Right. Oh. Yo. And I've, uh, one thing I know for sure is that your brand will pay you more money than your ability ever will. That's why when you said the guy that gets the gig every year, they know him for, like, he's the person that gets paid. They just don't know me for the person that gets paid. Right. You need to focus on that branding. I like that, bro. Yo, did you... 45-minute... Speaking, right? For 50. And I know a lot of schools only want you in there 20 minutes because they think you can't keep their attention. Right. So they'll have me on like a, when I do it, I don't do it often, but it, it, it'll be like, yo, you got 20 minutes, bring them into auditorium 30 minutes, and like we're going to rock. But even at like 
let's say $3,000 a gig. You do five of those a month, that's $15,000 a month. For 30 minutes each, yo, five gigs at 30 minutes, that's two and a half hours. And you make 15000 And here's the beautiful part. In the college space, you can pretty much predict when you're going to make that money. Because that's another thing with why, why I love colleges. You know when the events are. Like, this is the beautiful part. Like, like what events? So, new student orientation. Yep. Black History Month. Got to get um, a black speaker in there. Right. Hispanic Heritage Month. College, um, college circuit. Right. Like, um, what? March is Women's History Month. Mm. April is Financial Literacy Month. Like, picture this. So, EYL, they just had InvestFest, right? Mm. Imagine if, and I'm, I'm trying to get, shout out to Ash Cash. We're trying to put, put this together. Imagine having a financial empowerment conference to where you're traveling to different colleges. They're bringing speakers in anyway, but you create an event to whereas, okay, we're having an event here. Your school, like the schools in this area, y'all just put in five grand and then y'all, your students will experience this, 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 and this. You got a course. Everybody got a course. Here's a course for college students to make X amount of dollars. And so the school is like, ooh, instead of that's something that we've done. That Like all those different possibilities are there then again, you're opening up the door to that administrator that comes in. Man, I'm only making $47,000. How can I get hooked up with this? And you're just opening up that possibility because one of the irrefutable laws of marketing is whoever's first yeah. wins. A 17, 18-year-old. I used to tell my brother, he raps. Mm-hmm. And so I tell him, tell him this all the time. It's like, you know, if you rap to a, a, to a kid in Idaho or Iowa or right. something that never heard you know, reasonable doubt, or you become, your album becomes that reasonable doubt for that kid. That's a fact. Like, so you, you're the first one in there that that tells them something that blows their mind. Yeah. They're going to remember you and reference you even after they hear about, because it's a like, we know E.T. is like that dude. Yeah. It's some people that don't know who he is. It's a 17-year-old that ain't ever heard of E.T. Bro, or Inky. We were downstairs and I was just talking. To, yo, you think, you think people are like, celebrities everywhere and they're not. So this guy, I was just talking to a guy just maybe like downstairs maybe an hour ago and he was like, who are, you know, the people that you listen to that are other great interviewers? And I said, Charlemagne, the God. And he picked up his notebook. He said, okay, spell that for me. What's it? Who? (laughs) Who is it? I said, Charlemagne, bro. He said, now I want to get in the, you want to get in podcasting? And I said, he's on The Breakfast Club. He said, what, the movie? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> not going to ask what he looked like. Bro. <laughs> no. Not going to ask what he looked like. <laughs> you know what's going on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then I'm like, yeah, Noriega, he, you know, drink champs. He said, do they, like, it's like a drinking competition? Oh, my no, god, No, bro, it's Nori. <laughs> Nori, the uh, and, and then I forget, okay, I forget who I'm talking to. Right. right, he's just come from a, a different culture, and they'll say some, maybe they'll they'll say some names that are that big in their space, and they'll look at me crazy like, you don't know Brad Newitz? like who, what, what are you talking about, right? So is that a real? So, That's not a real name. I first oh. that. <laughs> but you feel me? So it's not celebrities aren't just just you like people 
are booking the person based on their marketing or their branding, not because they've been following the person forever. So if you can position yourself, it seems like you're saying, in front of the decision makers, you up, you win. It's And the thing, colleges are trendy. Mm. So it's like they're actually, and I've had friends, they don't care if you had an Emmy, a Tony, or Mm. they don't care. Because they're more about the students. Like, what, mm. what is, how is this going to help my students? Yeah. Right? So if you can position yourself as that problem solver, like, they'll book you for anything. So, like, for me, I did this, what year is it? The pandemic messed my, I believe time travel is real. <laughs> it's got to be because yeah. the, the years are messed up. So this, so this past, I always do a Black History Month theme thing, right? This past one was my most successful one. I made like 70K in a month. Speaking, and it was all virtual. So that was beautiful. 70,000 from the house. From, from grandma's basement. That's where all of, my, all of my office and, and everything is my grandma's basement. And I did uh, What Would Dr. King and Malcolm X Teach in 2021? That was the theme That's of hard. it, right? So that got booked crazy. And I, but That's I knew that. Hard. I knew that. that what month were, did you run that in? I, well, I actually did the speeches in February, like History mm-hmm. Month, but I didn't start promoting until after Christmas because it was virtual. Yeah. So it was it was the most I'd ever gotten. Then in April, I did an Educated and Wealthy Financial Literacy Tour and made 40K. Mm. And as I remember when I, I wouldn't make that of like those two months together in a whole year. All I'm saying is when I ask people like my coaching clients, like, hey, what do I speak about? Like, what what's my topic? They're like, you you should you speak on you speak on financial literacy. It's like, mm, yeah, I do. Uh, you speak on diversity stuff. You speak on leadership stuff. You, it's like I'm a communicator, so I teach students the skills necessary to thrive in a diverse workplace. That's what I teach. Real okay. And so, what it's, you can do, I'm just saying, you can place different themes on what you what you're teaching and wrap it around what they're going to be hiring and so you just position yourself as the solution to that problem at the time see the problem is not diversity the problem is we don't know how to communicate through our differences so what would dr king and malcolm x say about that let's talk about it and so that's all it is the problem isn't that people don't make enough money like ice t told me that most famous people are broke yeah. That it's not that it's that they don't know what to do with their money. They don't have a good relationship with the money. Yeah. So it's like it, if you're thinking about your topic or anything, it's like, well, I have to be an expert on this, and people have to seek me out for this. It's like, no, we have to enter the conversations that are already happening, so that it's easy for them to say yes. It's like, man, like I got a crazy killer theme this upcoming year. Crazy. Like, the thing. The what thing. is it? You want? Know, I, can, I don't know when this is going to be released, so I can go ahead and say it. So, February 26, 2012, what happened? Yeah, it'll, be, it'll, uh, it'll be before that. And I don't know if you want to get away. I mean... No, it's, it's fine. I don't okay, care. Right, cool, okay, cool, cool. I don't care. If somebody rips it off, it's all good. Right, right. You're still going to crush it. Yeah. Okay. So, you said February... February 26, 2012, what happened? February 26, 2012. I'm mad you asked me that question because I feel like... <laughs> Something happened that a black man is supposed to know. 
Listen, man, there's a difference between announcing you have a business, a new business, and launching your business. Announcement means, hey, I got this product. Link in my bio. That doesn't work. You have to launch your business. It's got to be a big deal. Now, Nehemiah Davis, and this is somebody that I am personally mentored by, he is putting together the fast launch blueprint, okay? And he put this thing together something that he's used and thousands of other people have used his signature launch strategy to their own success. So he put together the fast launch blueprint and he's given it to you, which I don't know why, for a dollar. So if you go to fastlaunchblueprint.com, it is a dollar. Now, I understand this might change, but if you go to fastlaunchblueprint.com, you will be able to get this signature launch strategy that has worked for him and thousands of other people, including myself, for $1, go to fastlaunchblueprint.com. Back to the episode. Am yeah. I getting canceled right now? In the no, no, you're not getting canceled. Most people most people don't. We have too much data going on. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin. George Zimmerman murdered Trayvon Martin. So we're coming up on 10 years of that. So Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Murdered. 10 years ago. Been, it would be 10 years, February 26, 2022. 2022. Oh, gotcha. 10 okay. years. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so... So the, the theme that I'm promoting is like, oh my gosh, like how much has actually changed since then? And uh, one point that Nothing, I, bro. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't even feel like it's been 10 years. Right. So the, the theme that I'm promoting this year is like, well, how can we really make some change? And I, I kind of lay it out exactly how we can lay some change out. And so that's, that's the theme that we're going with. Um, Black Lives Matter. Uh, one thing that I say in the promotion is it seemed like we went from Black Lives Matter to, hey, watch Black Lives get murdered. Because after okay. Trayvon happened, every year is it seemed a, like... Is that a sound bite from your, from your speech? Yeah, it is. Ah, it, is. it sound like it. Because the way you did, you went into that joint. <laughs> yeah. But it seemed like every... It's like, dang, Alton Sterling? Dang. Oh, oh my gosh. We got everybody... It seemed like a, every year they're going to kill one of us and mm. put it on Front Street. Like with Trayvon, we ain't, we ain't had no footage. We just had a uh, goofy looking Zimmerman, you know, being him. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, we got footage and got all that. So I just talk about how that puts um, black people, black students in the victim mentality because it's been 10 years. So since they're seven, eight years old, they've just been seeing this and being des- desensitized to it. Mm. And everybody else is, so how can we counteract that? That's what the program is going to be building upon. And so with, with all of that, you can use what's going on already to you talk about it. And I, I'm not going to promote it with the, hey, this is a Trayvon Martin talk because, you know, the family and all that stuff. But I'm just going to use that as a historical reference point to say, hey, 10 years, how much has actually changed? This is what we can change. And so the whole point with that is whatever your message is, you can use that in the college space. You can't go to a company and say, you know, it's been 10 years since Trayvon. They were like, okay, great. Um, uh, bottom line, what right, are we doing right, now? Right, right. What are we For doing sure. next? So, Goodness yeah. gracious. So you can literally build an entire speaking career around February and be good for the year. You, you, you can. And I did that for a long time. That's wild. Unbeknownst to me. Because, and I used to pull back from it. It's like, oh, I'm a black guy. So they're going to try to get a black speaker, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I don't want to just do it too. Give it a real with you. And I almost had a gig at a uh, Home Depot one time, and it was like, yo, we got to put on a black, uh, a Black History Month um, theme, uh, uh, event or something like that. 
Home Depot, right? They're based in Atlanta. I didn't get the gig, but but I'm sure they gave it to some other black guy. <laughs> Which is cool. How do you feel about that? Okay, this, you know, these, these billion-dollar companies are putting on Black History Month themes because they have black employees. It's not that they're trying to be sensitive, but they're just trying to do what they need to do to not get canceled as a company. Right. How do you feel about that? It's kind of like side note stuff. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, we we supposed to be our ancestors' wildest dreams, right? We're getting paid for being black versus... We're getting paid for being black. We're getting paid for being black. It's like that. And, and that's what I struggled with at first, too, because it's like, I'm not just this. It's like, but I am this. You know what I mean? So, and this is what I tell, like, the black women, that their voices are so needed. Mm. I have two daughters... Like, it's so different when they see a black woman other than their mom, like, doing their thing, you know, being beautiful, being black girl magic. Them seeing it everywhere is different, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's so different. So I'm cool with it. And I know they're just trying to check a box. It's all, it's, it's cool. As long as they give me a check. In the box. <laughs> I'm cool with box. it. I love that. <laughs> They try to put a check in the box, throw a check in my mailbox. I like that. For sure. And you go attack that. That is ill. So, okay, so what are some of the other college themes? We could do Black History Month. We can do Back to School. Back to School. But you're a man. I can't do Women's History Month. I could. I I wouldn't unless I put on an event with dope women doing great things, right? Mm-hmm. So you host an event. That's something else that, like, if you're an influencer or you're somebody that has an audience, you can go to these colleges and just sell that. It's like, oh, you're having this conference, we're partnering with, you know, if it's, like, I'm from North Carolina. So it'd be like, hey, NC State, hey, UNC Chapel Hill, hey, Wake Forest, hey, all these ACC schools that got all this money anyway. Like, we're doing this great event and you pick a central location and you're like, your students can come for a fee or you can just say, hey, every school pays this amount and they can come and they'll get that conference with mm-hmm. the, you know, the you be the speaker or you put on other speakers. You could charge speakers to come. Like there's so many different possibilities that you could put into that and then create, since this is a social proof podcast, you create all the social proof. It's like, oh, I'm a speaker. You should pay me. Uh, how do I know you're a speaker? Well, you saw this event. You see this event. You see this event. Mm-hmm. I'm a speaker, and I deserve to get paid for this. You're talking real good, Odell. I'm de- look. You're it, talking real good. People too. leaving millions of dollars. And another thing, um, it, it kind of touched on what I said earlier about you know you're first in their mind. I've had college students. I started speaking. Did my first paid talk in 2008. So that's as of this it was 13 years. Mm-hmm. So I was 23. I had college students in the audience, 18, 19, that are in their early 30s now. So when they connect with me on LinkedIn, when they see me still doing my thing, now they're asking me to coach them. Right. Now they're asking, oh, Dale, do you still speak? Could you come to my company? I don't market the companies, but I've been invited to speak at companies because somebody in an audience, when they were 20 years old, saw me speak and was like, oh my, oh my gosh, you're still doing this? I know you charge a lot because you've been doing it for so long. For sure. And then, so you're you're building that in. Also, if you want to sell something, uh, e-commerce, uh, course or something, you have that audience. 
And something that I teach in my courses and my mastermind is how to create a simple lead capture, QR code or a website at the end of your speech. When you crush it, put that on the on the screen or hand it out or however. And hey, just join my email list, right? Join my email list. Now, I know we didn't talk about this, but you know, I had a bunch of people tagging you in my <laughs> I in didn't my see that too. Yo, I didn't know you thing. didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because when I did the joint uh, for Breakfast Club, I was like, man, they're going to get annoyed. I felt like you was coming for me a little bit. No, I wasn't. No. It, okay, you did that. Um, another one of my... Uh, uh, this another young lady did it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. She did it. It had everybody. Yo, you should be... Really? So in this space, so let me, okay, break first down, of all, I'm, I'm about to break it down so you can get all the podcast. So um, the, the first thing you got to find is someone that's close to the person to verify. Mm. So there's so many people that would like want to be on the podcast. And when I see like a whole bunch of people in the comments tagging one person, I know the one person said to do that. <laughs> In what world does everybody in this one concentrated time say, this is the guy you need? Now, it brings some attention. It works if you have, if you're like verified or you got a whole bunch of followers. Because the thing is, okay, you want to bring attention. So, of course, we're going to click it. We're going to click to see who the person is. And we got to see how lit that page is. Right. So, we got to like really get that social media looking right with, um, like, the aesthetics, just making it look good, but also um, the objective is attention. But, yes, I know that. So here's here's the thing on getting on podcasts, because you're going to teach me how to get on college campuses, and they pay me, and I'll teach you this. <laughs> you have to find somebody close to the person and get them to vouch for you. <clears throat> Got so it's it. not about me seeing a whole bunch of people I don't know saying Odell's great. It's about Jovan saying, yo, you know, you ever saw old boy? He's kind of dope. I'll probably brush it off. <laughs> <laughs> but then Jen says it. And then Neo says it. And then my man Pushman Mitch says it. And then Gooch says it. And I'm like, yo, okay. Now, I'm probably going to be doing it as a favor to my friends. Got it. Nepotism. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's what I tell everybody. The way you get booked is spam and nepotism. But not, not spam like the canned meat or spam mm. like unwanted emails, but service provided ahead of money. Mm. So, What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. 
Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on social proof podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal you providing a service to somebody before they you know even give you money but nepotism like i have to know somebody like with speaking Somebody has to know, just like you just talked about. Yeah. They got to know, okay, well, Dave is dope. Yeah, yeah well, how do I know that? Because of this, because of that, because, yeah. oh, yeah. And so, the, and that's the, the crazy thing when you're first getting started, nobody knows you. Yeah. So I was like, well, how do I get booked? Got to find somebody. That's why I gave that, that interview method idea. It's like, so you don't just go say, oh, book me, book me, book me, book yeah. me, right? No, you say, okay, what problems are they having? Service provided ahead of money. I'm doing this project for you, for mm -hmm. people like you. You want to help? You want to be interviewed? And then they know you. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, well, what do you do? It's just yeah. like if you ask somebody, it's like, well, what do you do? What's your business? Ah, right, my business is da 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 What's your business, mm -hmm. right? So, oh, you're this amazing higher ed professional in, in my world. Uh, oh, what do you do? Oh, well, I'm glad that you as actually a professional speaker. Really? What do you speak about? Now they're interested in you, but we have to be interested first before we become interesting to somebody else. The facts. The facts. Okay. I like that. 
So I I, I want to know, like, let's get down to, like, the nitty-gritty on how can I, me, get some speaking gigs if I'm a brand-new speaker? What are the steps? Brand-new speaker. So first and foremost, identify the industry, right? Identify okay. the industry. Makes sense. For a lot of people, that's the hardest thing because the first speaker you heard of, whether that's E.T., whether that's Inky, you just see them speaking. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's speaking for for Penn State, or he's speaking for you know uh, assurance uh, insurance company or whatever. For sure. And so, but you don't know the reason why they're speaking there. You just know that they're speaking there. Mm-hmm. So we we get very generic. We're like, ah, right, but you have to pick an industry, whether it's K through twelve, whether it's college, whether it's corporate, and if it's in corporate, you got to pick the different nuances. Yeah. But so you got to pick that first. Then when you pick that, you have to look at what they're already booking. And if you... But how do you find out what they're already booking, though? Well, um, do one thing that I did. Like, I mentioned my guy, Stan Pearson. I, like, cyber-stalked him, was saying, okay, what is he speaking on? (laughs) (laughs) What is he speaking on? So if they're speaking on leadership, like, there's some things that are always going to get booked. Leadership, diversity... Uh, mental health, mental wellness. Can I real quick ask you a question? I know what you're thinking. How the heck do you make money from a podcast? Is David just doing this podcast because he likes it or there's a heavily monetized strategy attached to it? Well, it's both. I really love talking and interviewing people and getting free game from really successful people. But also, um, this is a seven-figure podcast. I'm telling you right now, there's so much money in podcasting and we're early in the space. I really feel like it's 2009 and I'm telling you to buy Bitcoin. I'm right now telling you to start podcasting because in five, 10 years, it's skyrocketing. Those are the names that are going to be the ones who have the voices in our world, the ones that start a podcast right now, okay? So I put together everything I know about podcasting in an easily digestible program, okay? So go to podcastersblueprint.com and you know I got to give you all some love, okay? Enter code SOCIALPROOF. I'm taking 20% off so you can get your voice heard, all right? So this podcast that you're loving and enjoying, there's other people that's going to love and enjoy yours too, okay? Podcastersblueprint.com. Let's get back to the episode. So, Jovan was asking me the other day, what does diversity and inclusion mean? And I was trying to give him a good answer. I was trying to give him a good answer. I was trying to give him a good answer, but the answer that I provided him wasn't super clear. So, what was the, what was the answer that you provided? I mean, that's neither here nor there. But can you... Uh, can, can you see you ain't got a mic? So I, I don't know what you're talking about. So, so can you explain to Jovan what diversity and inclusion is? <laughs> diversity and inclusion, the, the simplest way I can describe it is diversity is knowing your differences. Like knowing that you're different. Like, oh, you're black or I'm white or like you're Christian, I'm Jewish. Knowing the differences, yeah. right? Acknowledging the differences that we have. Yeah. Inclusion is having everybody be a part of conversations that are equitable. This is supposed to be about uh, having having everybody be a part of the conversations that are equitable for everybody. Mm. So being in the room, being included in the room, that's the best way. But it sounds like a a department at a job like that. And I just hear, I hear the buzzword diversity and inclusion. Is that... Something is that a speaking topic? Jovan wants to know, or <laughs> is it a um, is it a subject like leadership? Or 
Yeah, it's it's kind of like now, like you mentioned Buzzword or Jovan or whoever yeah, mentioned, mentioned Buzzword. It's more now a its own thing. Yeah. Like it's a topic. It was a buzzword. So you can be a speaker for diversity and inclusion. Yes. And I'm guessing that the answer to that is um, provided by somebody who understands the differences and how to include everybody into one common goal. Yes. So I wants to know. Absolutely. That's, is that clear? That's it. Is that clear for you? You got it? Good. I just want to make sure, you know. Okay, so go back. Go back. I'm sorry. So leadership is always going to get booked. Yep. Diversity and inclusion. Yep. Is always going to get booked. Uh, let me guess. What else? What else? Um, motivation. Motivation. Always going to get booked. Um, thematically. You want to, like what? you said, <laughs> thematically, like a theme. Like <laughs> back you didn't know either, Joe. You didn't know either. <laughs> back to school um, or, you know, new student orientation. So like new, you, and you also have to think about this, and this is something that I, that I teach. Oh, that'd be a hard topic. And they bring in speakers every year for the for the uh, what is that called? Um, for orientation every so year. How to start? Like how to like to set them off? Right. That's it. And so, and it's a different audience. So you usually get rebooked mm-hmm. um, because they don't want you speaking the same topic, the same message to the same group of students. New student orientation every year. It's different. And so they're always going to want somebody to, to speak, to charge them oh. up. Because here's the biggest thing that people don't understand. It's like, Odell, why do you speak with, with colleges and multiple streams of income within one college? I've been brought in four times to the same college to get paid different checks every time from different departments because they have different problems that they solve. Within the same school year? Within the same calendar year, yes. Golly. And so they have different problems that they solve. So new student orientation, the problem is, well, we have students that leave. We want to retain students because here's the thing. Colleges are corporations that sell education. That's what they are. Colleges are corporations. They're corporations that sell education. And so what you have to do, you have to be that hold person. Hold on, hold on. So... That's a that is a perspective. You think of school as just school, but college is a business. Their product is education. Yes, they're no better than if I made a course. No, and sold that joint. Facts, facts. Huh? They try to trick you. You know, they try to trick you and make you think it's something that is not. But I mean, it seems like a in, in the eyes of uh, an average person. You're thinking it's almost like like government. High school is like a government entity, kind of, you would think. And you think the next step of that is going to college. So it's not, it's not an entrepreneur like me or you started it. We're, that's we're not, we're not thinking that. But an entrepreneur probably started Dartmouth College. Or Dartmouth, that's a real college, right? That's not just online. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So a regular person started that joint. He's like, yo, let me get this land. Let me get this building. I'm going to sell these curriculums. Y'all come stay here. Y'all come learn here. Right. That's it. It's a be- I mean, it's a beautiful thing. You can, you know, be a part of it. But And so when, when you're solving a problem, new student orientation, we want our students to stay. We want our students to stick because if the students stick, we continue to get paid. And so mm-hmm. they gather people. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the only reason, like, events uh, at, at schools are to solve a problem. And so they, they gather the students together so they can get them excited 
about coming into school. They can get them excited. They can know little things. Oh, make sure you connect with your counselor and your academic advisor and all that stuff. But then here's the famous, world famous David Shears. Ah! It's like that. That's exactly how it is. It's pompous circumstance. Black History Month. We want to we make sure that we're looking diverse. There's, <laughs> there's Hispanic Heritage Month as well. Um, and then there's the lead up to the holidays. So it's exams and all that stuff. So they bring in people, mental wellness, mental health, all those different things. So if you look at a calendar and again, back to your question, like if, I, if I'm just starting, like how in the world do I get booked? You just look at the calendar, figure out what expertise you have or what experience you have in a particular topic that you can wrap around what they're already doing anyway. Hmm. And then you just sell that thing and you need about, I would say, here's something that a lot of speakers don't know. They think, if I come in and I'm dope, then they're going to book me like right away. It's like, no, you have, to, you have to be tethered to an event or to a theme. Mm. And so if you do that, then you can look at a calendar. OK, January, we want to start off. I want to start off the year, right? Yeah. They're going to come back to school. They're going to so be tired. They're going to be lethargic. They can hire me for that. Lethargic ML- is tired, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> MLK Day, right? MLK. Mm. Oh, my gosh. MLK. And what I like to do is I like to put my Black History Month theme thing right after MLK. Right, like right after it. Boom, bam. He would have wanted it that way. <laughs> That's what he would have wanted. So okay, put it right there. Going to February. So women's history. I mentioned that. If you're like, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a female. I don't identify as that. Uh, in March, we have the changing of the seasons that starts happening. So you can tether it to that. You have St. Patrick's Day. You have a whole lot of different things. You can just come in and say, well, this is connected to this. Right. And the different departments, new student orientation, diversity, equity, inclusion, residential life, they hire speakers as well. Um, uh, like how to live on campus, how to navigate? Right, how to live on campus, how to do that. Um, you also have this thing, and I, I'm, I'm going to give this to everybody because they need speakers. Yeah. There are over a billion with a B, a billion dollars worth of grant funding available to colleges through a program called TRIO. You, have you heard of TRIO? TRIO. How do you spell uh, it? T-R-I-O. T-R-I-O. Upward Bound. Heard Educational Upward Bound. Talent Surge. Most people have heard of Upward Bound. Yeah. But it's, it was started with three programs. Upward Bound, ETS, or Educational Talent Services, uh, or talent search, and then student support services. Mm. So 50 states, and these here United States, have a TRIO program. They get over a billion dollars with the B to do programming and staffing. So a lot of that goes to their staff, mm. but they bring in speakers. What do they bring in speakers for? They have grant funds. Hey, a lot might bring you in all that money? What's that? That's where you get that money from? Woo-hoo. No, I'm saying, do you get paid? At, like, have you tapped into? So you've been tapping into that, man. I, I put people on Trio. I know two of my coaching clients, they make six figures from Trio alone. And there, nobody knows about it. You want to speak to the kids? Oh, I'm a speaker again. <laughs> you want to speak a, to the kids? Welcome back, right? ETS, Educational Talent Search, they're at six through 12. Um, Upward Bound is high school. Student support services is college. So they're all tethered and connected to a college. Mm. And so they get billions, a billion dollars worth of funding from the government to do programs. If you can time it right, like get them right when they get their money or right when the money about to be done. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's a beautiful thing. And so they hire speakers for financial literacy. 
they hire speakers for student success because the whole idea is we want our students to go to college or we want our students to matriculate into the world better. How do we do it? Well, we, we got to bring in outside people to do it. So, and the beautiful thing about TRIO, nobody really knows about it. I just yeah, went to their national conference in Atlanta a month ago as, as of this recording. City. National, there were six speakers there. Six. There were 2,000 people there. Six speakers. Mm. I've been in that space since 2014. The people speaking? Speaking. Yeah, I've been. Oh, so you spoke at the event? Yeah, I, I speak all the time. Like, trio is like family at this point. Six speakers, 2,000 people in attendance. And the attendees, I'm guessing, are educators? They're educators <gasps> that run those grants. They, they tell me all the time, Odell, we need, a, we need a, a female speaker. Do you know any female speakers that speak on this? Like, sure, I do. do we, because they have the money. Like, I've had, I've had people come to me and say, Odell, I got $12,000 to spend before this grant is up. What can you do for us? Spam right. and nepotism. I'm back, I'm, back to, I'm back to speaking. <laughs> I'm back to speaking, bro. I'm back in the game. Hey, look, you should be. If you are at college, if you are a decision maker and you got some Trillo bread, what's it, Trillo? <laughs> trio. If you got some Trillo money, <laughs> just hit me up. Hit me up. I will come speak to your college students. I would love it. Right, every every student should have a podcast. Every student should. <laughs> oh, I can teach them about career. What's it? Um, career development. What's yeah. it? Called? How you say it? Career development. Easily. Easily. And entrepreneurship is getting taught in high schools more now. Yep. That's easy money, bro. Seriously. So there's six speakers six in front speakers. of all the de decision makers at this event. A lot I of people. You, don't I wonder even how know. much bread you got up out of that room. Uh, well, it'd be hard to calculate. It'd be hard to calculate. But I'll just say this like I said, two of my coaching clients, they make six figures in that space alone mm. because I can't do them. I don't want to do them all. And that's another thing about the speaking industry as a whole. I mean, you know speakers that that kill it, yeah. do really, really well, and that have been doing a lot better. It doesn't hurt anybody. But especially in the college space, it's like you could you could do a hundred college gigs. Like after after you do this, we chop it up, you're like, all right, I'm gonna do it. You could do a hundred virtually or however you do it. And virtually at the crib. You you wouldn't you wouldn't hurt the Bazell bottom line at all. Cause you're gonna get your money anyway. Do you wear the shirt and tie with hoop shorts on That's the on the Zoom? <laughs> 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 My man be in, in hoop shorts and in footies. That's exactly what it is. You got to. <laughs> yep. Serious at the top, party at the bottom, man. Yo, <laughs> this is so dope, man. This is so dope. Being able to um monetize being black or even being able to have something to say. So, okay, so this is, what I'm, this is what I'm thinking, okay? I'm going to attack Black History Month. That's February. February, yep. I'm going to do Black History Month, February. Do they care about the kids exiting? Not as much. That's a terrible, that's a terrible way to say it. Not as much, but there are programs for them. Because I'm thinking when kids get out of school, Oh, here's something I didn't even, but you said this, it, it triggered something. I need 10%. In, in a good way. I need 10%. That's fine. We can work that out. <laughs> Have your people call my people. 
student athletes now can get paid for their name, image, and likeness. And you can start teaching financial literacy. And they, it's a probably mandatory. I just interviewed somebody on my company's podcast that we're starting this month. As you should. Called the NAMCA podcast. Shout out to NAMCA, the National Association of Masterminds and Co-Curricular Advancement. Look it up. I don't have time. But <laughs> <laughs> I just interviewed somebody um, at a major D1 school She's in charge of name, image, and likeness, NIL. Keep talking, because I'm... And and so with that, the student-athletes can get compensated now. So they need to know what to do with that money. They also need to know how to take a good deal versus a bad deal. They also need to know, well, what do I do when that ball gets deflated? I'm taking the note, because I don't want to (laughs) forget. Teach the kids getting paid. Financial literacy and entrepreneurship, like yeah. how to navigate through. Because that's what it is. Like you're you're basically the NCAA said, oh, you can make money off of your name, image, and likeness. So you basically have to become a business like right away. You've got to become a business immediately. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it. so that, but even more. So athletics is people get paid to come in and talk to student athletes about their exit. They care about that usually more than a traditional college setting does. But yes, like exiting, um, student athletes are starting to understand and know, hey, I'm not going to be LeBron. More than likely, maybe I can be Rich Paul. Like maybe, maybe I can be, you know, I can't be Jordan, but maybe I could be his agent, right? They're they're starting to figure all that stuff out, but they need somebody to guide them because on the other side of that, there are going to be a lot of companies that are taking advantage Mm -hmm. of these, of these kids. So I want to I want to know how do we how do we set ourselves up to start receiving right so if let's just say I want to go in and do women empowerment and I want to speak every women's month you could build a brand around that right yep. where you literally work that that month and you just lit right I mean throughout the year too but how, like what do I need to set myself up to be this person. Got like it. Visually, like from their perspective. So I'm, I'm about to give the formula really quick. It's okay. gonna go really quick of how I did the Black History Month promotion of financial okay. literacy. So over a hundred thousand dollars, like boom, 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 boom. Let's go. It's gonna be super simple. So first, you have to identify a problem to be solved. So yeah. if you want to be, you know, women's empowerment, why should women be empowered? Just attach that reason, whatever that reason is. Yeah. Then you have to build some sort of catalog. Mm. So videos, blogs, something to where when people look you up, they can see that you know what they're talking about or what you're talking about. LinkedIn articles, something, something that you put together, right? Then you want to make sure that you identify those individuals that would hire you. For women's empowerment, it's going to be diversity, equity, inclusion, multicultural affairs, somebody in that department. Then what you do is you make sure that within all of that, you have a Godfather offer. You have a Godfather offer. What is that? An offer that they're not going to review. A Godfather offer, something that they're not. So you have a women's empowerment conference. Uh, Maybe you do a follow-up. Maybe you do a debrief or something, but you have something based on all your dopeness and all the stuff that you do. Right. And then you create a video sales letter. Create a video sales letter where it's you talking, 
saying how dope your product is or your speech and why they need it. Da 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 da. Right. Here's the magic. Here's what 99% of people won't do. Give me the magic. They won't do it. Let's go. You pay the people that might book you to watch the video. Oh. Yep, I knew it. I knew it always. You pay the people. Why would I pay the people? Odell, that sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. It is. But if you promote on Facebook, isn't that what you're doing? Right? So this, you're this is all I did. A list of diversity, equity, inclusion people. This is, I'm telling y'all exactly what I did. A list. I said, hey, would you like $25 for five minutes of work? Question mark. Okay, this sounds weird. What is he talking about? Hey, I want to do this amazing promotion for your students. If you like it, if you like it, if you like it, then reach out to me. If you don't like it, here's what I ask. You watch it and you send it to two people that might like it. If you do that, I'll give you $25. How do you pay it out? Do you sell they, it? Do they you do a PayPal it? request. Do a PayPal request. Yo, if we're educated, that's lunch. You like 25 bucks? Because when I was thinking paying, I was like, you know, spending more. But I'm like, ooh, that could take an L. But shoot, every eight people is only $200. That's better than running an ad because the return on that investment if one person books you. I'm telling you, I did that. I had 73 people, give or take, actually do it. Mm. And you got to give them steps to do. Like, watch the video, fill out the form, yeah. send it to three people. If you don't do all that, I ain't give you nothing. All right, for sure. So you got to do that. And so then I had 73 people fill it out. I had 28 people that said, hey, I think this would be cool. And only about 23 of them worked out to, to book the contract. That's how I did it. Did the same thing with how financial literacy. How many people worked literacy. out to book the contract? 23. 23. And I, because it was virtual and I was feeling generous, I didn't charge my full fee. How much you charge? It averaged about 3100 that I got to take home. And so then I did the same thing so with financial literacy. Right? Yep, 23. And I did the same thing with financial literacy. But oh, that's where you got that 70 bag from. Then I did the same thing with new student orientation. New student orientation was, was even crazier because Man. they had more money. <laughs> so it's like you could do that at every moment and every single time here's what's crazy I always ask this first and I actually got this from Jim Rohn and that is a no-brainer too like 3100 because I'm some people are going to charge more and you're like yo I'll take this guy for sure yeah Jim Rohn does this or he used to do this how many of y'all heard of me before like before he started speaking mm -hmm. so I always do that I'm like hey, hey good to see you how many of y'all never heard of Odell before if you never heard if it's Zoom I'll say Put me in the chat, or if it's live, like how many of y'all raise your hand? Never heard. Gosh, I really keep thinking I'm more famous than that. Right. And I share my my hype video, which got me with celebrities, got me everywhere, all this stuff. And they're like, "Wow, this dude's amazing." They never heard of me before, and I don't expect most people to hear about me. Most of you all listening and watching, nobody's ever heard of you before. But that doesn't mean that they're not gonna pay you. That's a so fact. you have to be able to to align those things. When people look me up, it's like, oh, okay, I can tell this dude been speaking for a long time. I can tell. Like, they can just tell. And so you don't have to manufacture, like, fake it. Mm -hmm. Just put that content out there that solves a problem, created or connected to a theme, and then you create an event, you get booked. Yeah. Because colleges, they need the content. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And you have a, um, you have a, a program that you uh, put people through. First off, I don't know how much your program is, but can 
my audience get a discount. Can you? Hey, man, of course. You yeah, just let me know what that needs to be. Oh, I get to choose it? Bet. 90% off for y'all. I'm just playing. No, no, no. <laughs> but we'll, we'll have a uh, promo code, Social Proof. Okay, there'll be, a, there'll be a link to the course. Click the, make sure you click the link in the, uh, in the description, and we'll have a promo code, Social Proof, for you all, okay? But tell us about the course. Tell yeah, so about- the, the course is designed for anybody that wants to go from zero to 100K in 12 months or less. Mm. That's what it's designed for. So even if, if you're watching this and you're listening, you're like, Man, I've always wanted to speak, but I've, I've, I don't have a website. I don't have any of that. Hold on, zero to 100K is in... In 12 months. 12 months. In 12 months. You got you to gotta work, obviously. Yeah. But... And have you it, had some people do that? I've had, yes. I've had three people do it. And the reason why I shout them out is because they did the work. From zero. From zero. I had one guy... He was, so I didn't get to tell this story, but before I became a speaker, I worked in law enforcement. Really? And so, yeah, so I worked in law enforcement. A good friend of mine went to church together. Um, Our wives know each other. He was a police officer. And so I quit. And then he was like, hey, bro, I ain't seen you. Like, what you been doing? Like, I've been speaking. He's like, oh, I've always wanted to speak. And I'm like, okay, well, cool, do it. Right, right. He's like, what? Got some tips. You got some... We was from the same area. You know, he was the homie. I was like, all right, man, come with me on the road. Mm-hmm. And came with me. His name's KD Wilson. He's a speaker now. Came with me. I know me. KD. You know, he, you know him? Yeah. That's my guy. That's my dude. Oh, wow. And so he That's came with dope. me on two speaking engagements. Two. I asked my client. I said, hey, can my guy open up for me? It's like, yeah, yeah, just five minutes, he'll introduce you. Like, yeah, no, nobody has to introduce me. Let him introduce hey, you're me. you're a real one for that. He, told, he, he turned those two speaking engagements into quitting his job in seven months. Amazing. Because, again, it's a framework. Mm. If you do the work, like KD was just hungry. He was ready to get, get rid of that yeah. totally. I don't even think he had a website. He, he might have had a website, but wow. he didn't have any video. He didn't have anything. Wow. And so all, it, all I did is kind of niche that down to those steps. So in the course, I teach you how to go from zero to 100. The first masterclass inside of the course is eight steps to becoming a paid speaker as fast as possible. And I just outline the steps, boom, 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 boom. I mentioned how to become a better speaker as you go. I also uh, mentioned the marketing and all that stuff. And then... Here's where the beautiful part happens, the magic. Because I just said a bunch of stuff. Hey, Black History Month, you can do, but then you gotta go look. You gotta Google, you gotta figure out, unless you get the course, because inside of the course, every single year I have my assistant update the contacts. Oh, I don't do all the contacts. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the contacts for what? So you wanna reach out to multicultural affairs, diversity, equity, inclusion. I have the contacts for different schools, for mid-major schools, not the, the big, large schools, mid-major schools and larger community colleges. I have the contacts. Schools, how many contacts on this list? Uh, 3,100. What? Something like that. Yeah, 3,100. And every year, my assistant updates them for my purposes. And so what I started doing is once I put KD on, I was like, so basically, I just oh, connect. Wow. I just gave him the, the connection. Yeah, he he took it and ran with it. Plug. That's crazy. Okay, cool. Well, I got all these contacts. Y'all email the contacts. Y'all do exactly what I say inside of the course. 
then you'll get some of that money. But we know that most people are not going to do it. Most people won't do it. And I, oh, my gosh. They won't. That's but if you do it, and I also talk about a software that I use that makes it super easy to, to filter out. So what, what's your CRM? Like, what CRM do you use? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's customer retention uh, Relation, management. Relationship. Rela- yeah, customer relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call Jen. Yeah, no, we use... Um, a, we use... Active campaign for something. We use a sauna for something. Something. It does. It doesn't really matter. We have we have a sauna and active campaign. I know. So so with those CRMs. What did I say? Customer reasoning. Customer retention. So crazy. <laughs> so crazy. But with those, if you just put cold data in there, mm-hmm. they'll they'll cancel you. They're, they'll you can't do that. So I talk about a software that I use called Yesware. I'll give you the software. They. They're not trying to do affiliate with me. I don't care. I use them. I get money. So I filter it. So I'll send out my content. Remember I said the expert content. Mm-hmm. I'll send that out. I can see the people that clicked. I can see the people that engaged, all that stuff inside yeah. of the software. And then I know who to target. Yeah. And then I'll just send that. And all of this is inside the course, exactly what to do. And, and then after that, you just send them your godfather off. Mm-hmm. And then you continue to do that um, throughout the year. That's where you hit that 100K. But you have to develop the assets. And I talk about that in the first masterclass. Um, but also, I talk about exactly what you can talk about. Yeah. And so it's all in there. The course is robust. And over years of me figuring it out and going through it, uh, but it's a very streamlined process. And the people, I've got testimonials inside of there, like everything that people have seen, that people have been able to Sheesh. do. Okay. Look, y'all, make sure y'all click the link in the uh, in the description. Use promo code social proof. I don't know how much it is. I don't know how much the discount is going to be, but it's going to be something, and the discount is going to be something, okay? Um, one, I got, I got to do a quick commercial, but I want to um, ask you. I like to make predictions on the podcast. And I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to ten years so that we can look back at this video and say, yo, Odell said he was going to do this years ago. Look, he's doing it. What you got? So five years will be, gosh, it'll be 2026. I'll be 41. Okay. So NAMCA, my association, will be a, a multi, multi-million dollar association. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have created at the minimum um, a thousand speakers making at least 100K mm. in five years. All right. Look, we got it. We we got the prediction out there. So now we just gotta wait for time to tell if that's true. But you got you are you you are on a good path though, man, because um you do have a lot of testimonials. A lot of people um really rock on what you're doing in your movement, man. So let me do a quick commercial, then we're gonna come back and uh you gotta close this out with some powerful words. And you a speaker, so you shouldn't have no problem with that. Um, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs. Are you familiar with The Morning Meetup? Very familiar. Uh, are you in it? No. Now, you are, you're lit, but... However. However, I would highly recommend The Morning Meetup, man. There's something about association and proximity to uh, powerful uh, uh, associations that can change the game forever. And we have like literally that join the call, like 500 people every morning that are actually on. 
which means there's triple that that are like rotating in and out, right? So um, it's just a, a dope situation. So if you want to learn entrepreneurship, you want to take your entrepreneurial uh, endeavors to the next level, you want to um, partner and connect with other entrepreneurs, like-minded individuals, you need to join the morning meetup. And I'm going to do something special for you, a dollar. You can join it for a dollar trial um, for seven days. See if you like it. If you like it, stay. If you don't like it, you can leave. Um, uh, but it's $79 a month after that, which is, um, this is worth $79,000. But $79 a month. So uh, go to themorningmeetup.com. Also, I'm launching, I'm doing the Launcher Podcast Challenge. Go to launchyourpodcastchallenge.com. See when the next challenge is coming up. So, Odell, man, I want to say thank you for coming by the show. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Absolutely. So, I want you to, like, let everybody know how to find you and then close this out with some words of wisdom. Uh, so, find me. I'm most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, so, at Odell Bazell, I'm the only Odell Bazell um, in... That's your real name. Or, that's my real name. It's my government. Really? Uh, yep. Yep, Odell Bazell. Were your parents rappers? <laughs> That's an ill name. You're going to name him Odell, Bazell, and we're going to make it ring. That's hard. Rhymes deeper than a will. But, it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just find me on there. I'm Instagram and Clubhouse, too. Clubhouse, Odell Bazell. Um, words to close out. I'll, uh, can I tell a story? Please. Okay, cool. So when I graduated from high school, uh, I finished like eighth in my class mm-hmm. in high school. And I'm the oldest of my parents' kids. And my dad, he's always been like this super deep, introspective person. And uh, so he's like, son, I got a surprise for you. And I'm like, bam, I'm 18. Like, I'm about to get a car. I'm about to, like, something. We go to a graveyard. Dang. And I'm from North Carolina. Late May is hot, you know. And I'm, we walking around this graveyard, and my dad is just like, it's like he's looking for something. And I'm like, what is happening right now? We come upon a tombstone that says Odell Bazell. I'm Odell Bazell II, named after my grandfather who died when he was 45 due to alcoholism. Mm. And my dad was like, the surprise is I want you to meet your grandfather. I never, I never even seen pictures of him or anything like that. And he said, the reason why I wanted you to come here, I wanted you to understand like why I named you what I named you. I named you that because your grandfather was super bright. He was super smart. He just didn't have the sense enough to get help for his problem. Mm. He said, every level you go to, you're going to need more help. And getting help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. Wow. And so every level you go to, son, you're going to need help. That's strong. And, and so I, and I say that and I end with this. You know, life's tragedy is that we get old too soon, but wise too late. It's like something that we should have done. It's like, man, I should have just went ahead and pulled the trigger on that. It's like, ah. And then you're going you're gonna to wake up, you're going to be 48, and you're going to wonder what, what happened to you. And so for everybody listening, everybody watching, if, if you're on the Social Proof Podcast, if you're tuned in, plugged in, like, take action. When the spirit hits you, like, take action. Like, do it. Because we, we never know, you know, when, when our time is up. But we also <laughs> never know when the desire is up. The law of diminishing intent, as time goes on and we don't act on our dreams, then we look up and our lives don't equal to much. And so that's what I say. Uh, make sure that you do that. Keep plugging in. Keep tuning in. And hopefully, I'll see some of y'all in the Impact Speaker Academy yeah. where we show you how to go from zero to 100K 
in 12 months. There it is, man. The link is below. Social proof uh, discount code. Make sure y'all get y'all discounts, all right? Um, and we can't close it out no better than that, man. So do yourself a favor. Go get you some social proof. I want you to go build something. Build it really, really big, okay? But I need you to go back to your community and teach the people that you, that were in the community that you came from how you did what you did. That's the only way our community grows. All right, we are out of here. Follow Dell. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com